Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I remember when I was going to go and get one of my cars and I said to myself, this is how much I want to spend every month. I said to the guy, this is my budget, but this is the car I want. Now, the car I wanted was a lot lower than the budget. I, I didn't know this until the guy put through my details, showed me the interest rate. And he was then like, no, like, car salesman, of course. He was then like, no, like, come on, man, you could get this car. And why are you not, you know, you should get more. And I'm thinking, yeah, but this is what I actually came here for. And I thought that's a principle everyone needs to hold on to. But like people, pe- people used to ask me one question. They used to say, when's the best time to buy CK? When should I buy? Is now, no, is, is now a good time to it's, buy? It's the number one question in the was, UK. Was, is was, now a good time bro, to buy? I was at my church the other day. Welcome to the Takeoff Experience where I sit down with highly driven people to talk about their journey, their failures and their successes. If you want to take off in your career, your business, your finances, or your mindset, then this podcast is for you. Welcome back to the Takeoff Experience. We've got a special guest in the building, uh, my boy, uh, CK. How are you doing today? I'm good, bro. Thanks for having me. I'm blessed. Yeah, yeah. I'm just still wondering why you're still wearing that jacket. (laughs) I'm cool. Cool and cool. Yeah, you're proper, proper, proper cool, man. So, yeah, how's things been? Um, You're not working at the moment, right? Yeah, so um, just to give you a bit of background, Mm. I contract. Okay. So I'm out of contract at the moment. I don't last like two weeks. Mm -hmm. I'm just taking this time to like chill. Like I would have aggressively started applying for roles, but I just thought, let me just chill, enjoy some of this weather we have, work on my own brand and stuff. So, yeah, I'm just taking it easy, bro. Yeah, that's a, yeah, I think I think is a is a good time, especially the weather that we're getting. This I don't think yeah. I remember summer like. Gee, what we, usually what we get it for like right two now. three days, but exactly, it's different now. And I feel like someone said to me the other day, 
like this is the pro sometimes of contracting <laughs> it's the fact that you because your pay is so different mm -hmm. you can afford to say stuff like oh i'm just gonna chill for a little bit so yeah man thankful to god and yeah taking it easy love it love it love it you yeah. know what one day i need to take i need to do do something like nah, that. you don't need it break. i told his money's long you know <laughs> hey you know don't listen to this good guy is too modest Atto has bread. <laughs> don't listen to this guy. <laughs> I don't know why he keeps on saying this, man. Uh, <laughs> um, so, okay. So, for the people that haven't heard about you, yeah. describe who you are, who you are, your background, cool. yeah. what you're doing now. Yeah, no, of course. So, um, my name's Clarence, Clarence K, as I say on my Instagram these days. And I have a page called CK Talks Money, which you've mentioned, bro. And, in fact, me and Atto met through Instagram. Yeah. So um, we used to do like, well, we first did a collab together on like um, investments. Mm -hmm. This was maybe. This is years ago, 2020. Two years, yeah, yeah. During lockdown. Yeah, it was during lockdown. During, during yeah, lockdown. Yeah. And then um, from then we used to do stuff on Clubhouse. It was Clubhouse, right? Clubhouse. Yeah, Clubhouse. Yeah. Oh, man. That's bro, man. That's bro. Like, for real. So, yeah. So I work in the financial industry um, across the last 11 years. I've. Spent about four years in retail and business banking. I spent another four and a half years um, as a mortgage advisor. So I did mortgages um, and protection as well. Yeah. And then I kind of jumped into the regulatory space. So for those that are listening and um, don't want to hear my financial jargon, it's kind of like when you review companies' policies and activity against what the regulator being the FCA mm -hmm. um, require of us yeah. as an organization. Okay, that's um, interesting. Yeah, so that's what I do now. And um, of course, CK Talks Money as well. That's my baby. So yeah, that, that's, that's who I am. Okay, I am. love that, love that. Talk, tell me, tell us a little bit about what you got planned for CK Talks Money oh, that you got. Man. Give us a bit of an inside scoop. <laughs> I've got, you know what, yeah, I've got a lot planned. And I get... I get messages a lot like, oh, why, why aren't you putting out videos anymore and stuff like that. And I felt as if I needed to kind of take a step back a little bit. Um, you know, it was about a year and a half of putting out content and it was great. I met great people. I met, I met a brother for life. So it's like, I just felt as if I needed to kind of take a step back and think, right, I have this page. This is where I am right now where do I want this to really go? Because one thing I find is that when you start a project sometimes, the initial plan you had changes along the way. And that's what I found for myself. So I'm working on a few a few things. I don't want to disclose too early. Okay, okay. The thing is, okay. he, he knows what they are. But <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not going to say He it. knows I'm gonna what they are, yeah. but there are things coming. So if you're okay. listening and you haven't um, followed me before, all the content is still there. I purposely like even grouped my content into mortgage stuff and then other financial Okay, tips. is it that guides thing on Instagram? Guides, yeah. yeah. So if you go on the Instagram okay. guides, you'll see it all there. I'm still open to have conversations around mortgages and if people need assistance and help. So yeah, there's a lot to come with CK Talks Money. There's Love a that. lot Love to that. come. How did so, you actually get into mortgages again? Like, yeah, what, what, yeah. Like how did, what was your route into it? Yeah, so I spent um, three and a half years, three and a half to four years in retail business banking, like I said. Okay. And towards the end of that time, I was just graduating from uni. So I was actually working in a bank while I was studying my degree. And I had a colleague who was leaving. And she said to me, oh, um, she's leaving to become a mortgage broker. And I was thinking, mortgage broker, like, what's that? And already I was thinking, right, I've already had one promotion. 
the next role up, I don't even want it. And I also don't want to work in head office. I have no interest. In <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the dead head office somewhere out of town. Or yeah, something like, like yeah. I don't want to catch the train to home and everything. <laughs> I was just like, you know what? I just want to do something where I know I can, similarly to being a personal business banker, have that personal relationship with customers and assist and help people with their financial journey. So she actually, I would say she put me on that because... I hadn't met any mortgage advisors prior to ever. I only met the ones that would come into branch sometimes and you give them leads and stuff, but I always had a thing for property. So I then applied for a mortgage role. It was like a like an entry-level mortgage role where they'll say, right, we're going to um, pay for your exams. Um, we'll also give you a role. You'll start working with us. So I took it. I applied for it. I got the job and I went into it. Um, the journey I had there was crazy. I actually ended up paying for the exams myself, but we'll, we will get to that another <laughs> day. But long and short, oh, that man. was August 2015. Okay. When I qualified as a wow. mortgage broker. So I did the, the exam. Some some people did them a CMAP. Some did the CF, um, CII exams. Those ones that I did. And it was onwards and upwards from then on. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. That's mad. Yeah, what, what was the reason to leave the mortgage industry? You know what? Yeah, I did it for four years. So just to, just for clarity, I did it for three years employed, one year self-employed. And what contracting or like no? As in, business? I was yeah. So when you're um, own business, so when you're a okay. mortgage advisor, you have you actually have options. You can either be an employed or a self-employed okay. mortgage advisor. Yeah. You don't always have to work for the company. You can actually have your own business as a subsidiary of the company that you work with okay went down that route and then i was approached for a role at the financial ombudsman i mean yeah and i said well this is different it's it's a bit more corporate like what i'm used to from yeah. banking it's not mortgages but this is a chance for me to really bolster up my yeah financial career journey and i said you know what let me go with it the money was great. The opportunity was great. I learned a lot. Like, okay. in it was a it was a contract. So in that in the time I was there, it's like you're forced to learn because you're not just doing um, mortgage stuff or um, personal banking stuff. You're forced to do everything. So any product that is regulated by the FCA, you now have to increase your knowledge on because Man. someone could call or you can receive an email about anything that goes for car insurance anything so um it was a great opportunity and i'm glad i took it because that's what helped me pave my way into regulatory work because a lot of what the ombudsman do is heavily reliant on the regulators requirements and the company's policies and yeah. procedures so yeah that's how that's how i came away from it wow yeah that's a what a story and that's yeah, crazy man. and onwards and upwards you see like yourself staying in in that industry in the regulation side for a long time in the future yeah i i, I, I definitely see myself in it but i feel as if i say that because the money is nice okay <laughs> like, yeah, yeah i don't Money's say good. that <laughs> i enjoy reading from the fca handbook or, <laughs> because i love reading about jurisdictions and all this stuff i don't i don't even i don't even like to read whatsapp messages so it's like it's like i, I don't I would say that I'll do it for a good amount of time, yeah. but my genuine passion is always things that involve me dealing with people. Okay. Like having, I'm, well, I was in banking for four years, so three and a half years, so I'm always dealing with customers. Yeah. Then I go into mortgages, I have my own clients. Once again, it's very face-to-face, -face, it's very personal. 
then you kind of go into this space that I'm in now, which is still great. You have your like colleagues and stuff, but you don't actually have anyone else that you deal with. It's just yeah. you and your team, and that's it. Okay. And the part of factor. C, and yeah, and the thing, the thing about CK Talks Money is that my favorite part of it isn't it's not the content creation. It's things like when people can come to me and say, "I've got this issue." how can you assist me with it or just give me some tips how can i help i got a message the other day saying uh bro thank you for all your help like um my ccj's off now wow my credit score is this and stuff like that it just makes me feel like this is why i started seeking mm -hmm. money it wasn't about um recording content with my ring light and then, <laughs> you know what i'm saying bro like it's, it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> that it was it was i want to be able to make a difference and that's literally what it is. So that's the part that really gets me going. I love you know? that. I love so that. yeah, man. I love that. And hopefully we can help the listeners today. Um, so we wanted to talk today about um, there's a new product potentially coming out. Mm -hmm. I think it's next year, actually, 2023. I won't name the company yeah. that's doing it because I'm not. this is not a hit piece. Like nothing I do is a hit piece. <laughs> It's all, it's all about discussion. It's all about just trying to understand what it is. So apparently there's going to be this 100% mortgage. Mm -hmm. I don't think we've seen anything like that for almost 20 years, right? When's Ooh, the last time well, you saw 100% mortgage? The last time I saw 100% mortgage, um, am I allowed to say companies' names? Can I, can I? If yeah, you want, cool, it's up yeah. to you. Yeah, so yeah. when I was a broker, there was a lender called Aldermore, Aldermore Bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're still cool. about. They're, they're still about. They're still about, yeah. yeah. I don't know if they're still a mortgage lender, but yeah. they're still about as a, as a bank. And they were offering an 100% mortgage, but, so, okay, I'm buying a property, they give me the 100% mortgage, I have a guarantor, you're my guarantor, you own a property, your property is secured, so if I miss a payment, or I go into debt, they can come to you for the money, so... If they're using your property and your property ownership as a guarantor for my loan. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. So yeah. it was advertised as a 100% mortgage, but it wasn't exactly a 100% mortgage. It's like when kids want to get car finance and they, and they use their mum or their auntie as a guarantor. And they say, auntie, like, I want I want the one series, auntie, please. So they had to sign a, a document to say, yeah, yeah, this is what you can do. But if he messes up, it's on you. So... That's the only time I've seen that. And then Barclays had a project, um, product, sorry, called a Springboard Mortgage. Yeah, they yeah. pulled that. I, you know, I think it's actually still there. Is it's it? just, it's just yeah, not I that popular. That. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like I think it's actually still around. But in a way, that's not 100% mortgage as well. But someone, once again, using me, using an example, I'm buying, you would put forward my deposit. They would keep it in an account or let's say five years, of course, make an interest on it. And then provided that I make all my payments in the first five years and nothing crazy happens, you get your money back. So that Dang. those are the only two prior to the crash that I would say, since the crash, I mean, that I would say, yeah, this is a 100% mortgage. But I've read the article for that company mm. and it seems like they're giving out free money. <laughs> no, <I'm joking>. Free money? <laughs> Hey, right, you're gonna make people like start running, running. Even me, I'm gonna be like, yeah, let me see how I can get get, get in on this. But yeah, what's what's your thoughts on it? I know there's not like a lot of information, so it is it's gonna be a hundred percent mortgage. They don't say like what the interest rate's gonna be or 
anything like that. Yeah. All I do know though is that they do have they do loan people money currently. Mm-hmm. I know that they do it on um, a fixed interest rate, and it's it's kind of interesting. They do like it's five years in total, and then they'll start charging a variable rate. But the two yeah. rates are different. So for the first two years, I think it's five point nine nine percent. Yeah, and then for from year three to five is 8.99%, which is a little bit high. Obviously, I haven't done the calculation to compare whatever it is. So that's what they're offering right now. So I'm not suggesting that that's what they'll do with the 100% mortgage. I have no, we have no clue, right? They're quite an interesting organization because, but I know there'll be a a, a big group of potential home buyers that really appreciate them because another product that they offer is like, let's say for example, you come to, a broker and the broker says, look, you can only afford 250. That's your maximum loan. They have like a booster where they're willing to add an additional amount on top of what your lender's going to give you. Yeah. So same way for a help to buy, the government will say you can only lend this, but we'll give you extra. They offer something similar. So purely based off that, then hearing about this product they want to bring in and why they want to bring it in because they're looking to bring it in, not because they want to scatter the whole property market but because <laughs> they're, they're, they're not trying to mess things up but their approach from what i understand is that they're trying to make it easier for people who maybe can't afford who let's say they're renting and they're paying rent every month they can't yeah. afford to save that much that's the market of people they're really trying to take advantage of so it's, it does really seem like they are here for the first time buyer so my view on it well, it depends how it goes, really, because on one side, it could be a very good idea. But on another side, we've seen what has happened in the past when mortgages have been given at 100% or 125%, as they have been previously. So um, it's a bit of a tricky one, really. Yeah. yeah. And what should people look out for? Because I'm I, honestly, personally, for me, I'm like, OK, because I think they're going to be offering it to... It's probably to anybody. It's not for first-time buyers, I believe. I think anybody yeah. can get as long as it's your main residence. What would you say people should watch out for? Like, what are some of the, like the flags to to look out for? First thing I say is read. <laughs> I can't even lie. People don't like to read, man. Read that one the, fi- the fine print. You have to read. I might even set up a thing on my Instagram where people pay me two hundred pound a session <laughs> to read it for them. <laughs> I know that document's read gonna be small print. mad. I can just deep it now. I can just see it now, but I would say a key thing is um, really think about the amount you're lending, you know, because I always feel as if when people hear that they're able to borrow a lot, perfect example, this isn't even property related, but perfect example. I remember when I was going to go and get one of my cars and I said to myself, this is how much I want to spend every month. Cool. I said to the guy, this is my budget, but this is the car I want. Now the car I wanted was a lot lower than the budget I, I didn't know this until the guy put through my details showed me the interest rate and he was then like no like car salesman of course he was then like no like come on man you could get this car and why you not you know you should get more and I'm thinking yeah but this is what I actually came here for and I thought that's a principle everyone needs to hold on to because don't just go absolutely mad and try and max off the whole that <laughs> the whole thing like because and it'll be very easy to do because it's property and people think it's not it's not like a car where it's going to depreciate but it's a property people think oh the price might go up this and that but where this is so fresh and new 
I would say just be very sensible with the property price that you plan to buy. When you're thinking about what you want to buy, make sure it's actually what you need and not just you trying to do the madness because you can, you know. So that's what I would say about about that. That's one of the biggest advices I would give. Yeah, it's it's such a mad thing because like... <laughs> Firstly, I feel like if it was me, yeah. I would try and max it out. You know, it's, it's like, you know what I mean? I would max it out. Like, most people I would try would to. Do why that. wouldn't I? Yeah. If I if I could afford a fiber, well, why would I stop? And this is the thing, and I think this is why <laughs> um knowledge and once again, reading is very important. Even if you're just reading the news. I read something the other day that mm. said properties have gone down for the first time. Yeah. In well, July just gone. Mm. Properties were down. And I'm thinking Okay, though it wasn't by a massive amount, it was like by 0.1% or something like that. But the fact that has happened is something for people to really look at and to think, right, let's say the property is worth 400K. Mm. Let's say I get the 100% mortgage on the 400K, for argument's sake. What people need to remember is that when you lend money for a mortgage, there's an interest rate attached to it. So... I buy this 400k property and I have an interest and I have an interest rate of let's say it's 1%. I'm already in negative equity. So my financial situation is reliant on that property going up and also reliant on me keeping up with all my payments. That's why I said also think about the future because if you know that you are if you're in a stable job, you have stable income, then cool, you might not really have those thoughts, but anything can happen. God forbid you can lose your job, which means you're unable to make your mortgage payments or you can only make partial payments. Let's say your property price doesn't go up the way that you projected it. So all those podcasts that you were listening to that told you <laughs> your property is going to go up by 15%, let's say it doesn't happen. Not Atos though. Atos knows yeah. what he's talking about. Yeah. Atos comes with the real I'm stuff. I'm conservative. <laughs> yeah, like honestly, because I, I, I listen and read so much stuff and I'm just like, people are making all these wild claims and no one actually knows what's going to happen. We don't know. Like, that's literally yeah. the honest... Like, people pe people used to ask me one question. They used to say, when's the best time to buy, CK? When should I buy? Is now... No, is, is now a good time to it's buy? It's the number one question in the was, UK. Was, is now a good time to buy? I was at my church the other day doing, like, a session on, like, Christians in the workplace. Yeah. One guy comes to me, oh, is, is now a good time to buy? <laughs> I said, my brother, I said, in, in front of God, in this church, I don't want to lie to you. I can't tell you it is. I can't tell you it isn't. My answer for that is always for people to buy what they can when they're ready. It is literally that simple. Because you don't, we don't know what's going to happen. Three, let, okay, let, let's say six months ago, what we're talking about, this 100% mortgage thing, it wasn't even a conversation. No. If you had asked me that six months ago, I would have looked to you point blank and said, impossible, no one's ever going to do that but we never actually know what's going to happen. So it's, 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 it's a bit of a balancing thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, <laughs> you, said, you said bears and it's, mm -hmm. like, there's, a, there's a few things that I definitely want to address. I think you're right. I think, I was thinking this the other day, I was having this discussion um, with somebody on Instagram and it's, it's about balance. I always say this to yeah, people, it's yeah. about balance. Because you just never know what will happen. Like, unfortunately, you can't predict life. You can't. I, I don't know what's going to... God forbid, I don't know what's going to happen yeah, to me on the way true. home, you know. Illness or whatever. God forbid, again. Um, but like you said, it's it's not about over-leveraging yourself. And I feel that's how people get destroyed, yeah. right? 
we can't predict stuff. You over leverage yourself. And then a crash happens like 2008 and people get yeah, wiped out. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying. I just think it's about balance. Um, I personally, even though I said I would max it out, I'm joking. I wouldn't max it out. No, I wouldn't max it out. I'm joking. I wouldn't max it out. It's not It's not wise to do that. I think you should always leave yourself some breathing room, right? Like if I, if you're paying like half of your, your salary into your mortgage, that's bad. This is should, the thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, then that's people, terrible. Then people will justify it and say, oh, well, the property price is going to go up. But you don't know that, though. You don't. You, know? you don't. It could it could crash for 10 years. You never know, right? It could be down for 10 years. Yeah. And now, how horrible would that be? Exactly. Um. So, yeah, I completely agree. And the whole thing about, like, trying to time the market. We're not wizards. <laughs> Nobody's a wizard. Like, do you know what I mean? None of us know. Like, we don't know anything. You know? Anything. So... I don't know why people want to pretend that nobody knows is the truth. So it's like you said, it's all about mm. trying to do what's whatever is within your mean, right? So for mm. me, it's likely that the interest rate is gonna when I remortgage next year, the interest rate is gonna rise. I'm probably gonna be paying a little bit more. Can I yeah. afford it? Yeah, I can because yeah. I did at a point where it was okay, so I can afford yeah, to yeah. to do a bit more. Now if it goes a bit more, like if it starts doubling tripling yeah, then yeah. okay yeah it's gonna be peak <laughs> for everybody yeah, right exactly. but yeah it's, it's it's a bit of a mad one yeah. so okay so we talked about the negatives what about like the pros what do you think are the pros of you know zero percent i think a, i think a big pro the biggest pro i would say is that there are a lot of people that genuinely struggle to save for their deposit yeah and these aren't people. I'm not. These aren't always people who are on low incomes. Like I have a friend who earns sixty k a year. Wow! But because of the way, and he, and he lives at home. Okay. But because of the way he supports his family and stuff, he can't save as much as he would wish to save. And that's that's quite a unique scenario. But he can't be the only one. You know, there's people who have maybe moved out of their houses and like like um like like we've said previously, um they might not have the ability to save as much because they're paying rent or they're paying for a room somewhere so it's going to really help people who are on high incomes who actually could afford the mortgage payments but can't save it's going to give them that chance to say right i'm going to step onto the property ladder without a deposit paying maybe the same that i was paying for rent or even less yeah for a property depending on where you live so i thought for me that's the biggest pro it is going to leverage a lot of people onto the property ladder that are going to be able to buy that maybe couldn't buy before so yeah and what kind of goes hand in hand with that and it's it's hard for us even in this conversation because we don't know what their criteria is yeah be. i'm really interested to see yeah. when that comes out you know as everybody's going to be Literally. talking about it and because yeah even with i think it was last last week monday mm. the bank of england released that they're looking to scrap affordability checks now what yeah like if anyone wants i think it's um it's i'm a daily mail and one of these i don't understand what when we're going into a recession are they all right we're not oh. leaving the recession we're, we're going in <laughs> yeah so just for for those that are listening the affordability checks on the mortgage they would usually use a stress rate and what a stress rate is is that they would say right atto's interest rate on his mortgage is 1.5 we're going to do a calculation on a rate of 4.5 to see if in the event that interest rates went up by 3%, can Atto still afford to pay this mortgage? Then it all goes through. 
they look through your income, your outgoings, they might do like a debt to income ratio. This these are all the sort of things that go into a mortgage application which you you would have gone through when you when you made your purchase. So it's like for them to get rid of that, it kind of makes me think, hmm. So what's gonna happen then? Because how are they gonna vet lending someone a hundred percent of what a property is worth? Because what I think is gonna happen. I think that a bulk of these applications will be people taking up the 100k mortgage and trying to rent the property out on the sly. Honestly, I said it to my sister yesterday. I was like, people are going to try and make a buck off this. Like, people are going to say, right, I've got the property now. Put some tenants in or I have a lodger. Make some money on the side because it's like you haven't had to actually invest any of your cash into it. That's true. Able to get the property. That is true. So yeah. there, there's so many ways this could go, but without knowing the criteria, yeah, I would just advise everyone to just be on the lookout for what exactly the criteria is when it does come out. Yeah, because until That's until we get that, it's going to be hard to even say whether it's a good idea for some people or not. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I think it's is important that they speak to a mortgage advisor. Most would definitely. you suggest independent? I, to to the company because I think the company also um, recommends mortgage advisor. Yeah. I'm what do you think about that? Actually, it, it it depends because with mortgage products, oh well, okay. So with mortgage brokers, you have whole of market brokers, then you have mortgage brokers, and the way that I like to explain it, it's like I have a plane for Man City, or it's like plane for Charlton Athletic <laughs> because. Even if, Char- I think Charlton are like League One now. Yeah. Even if Charlton finish top of the league, they, they're never going to play Champions League football until they come and chill with the big boys. But Man City will play Champions League. They'll play FA Cup. They'll play Premier League. Now, those whole of market brokers, they have access to everything. Everything. So if you see a broker and they say, we are whole of market, it means they can access every product on the market. While some brokers don't. Now, seeing one of their brokers will most likely be very biased because they're going to push you towards this new deal. The fact that they've announced this and they're going to release it, it means that they're investing a lot into it. They'll invest a lot into the marketing of it. So whatever they've invested into it, they're going to want that money back. You know, no, no, no business releases any projects without thinking of a way in which they're going to make their money back. So I would say definitely don't speak to one of their brokers and if one of their brokers are listening i'm so sorry i don't mean to cut into your business <laughs> i'll even say it for the camera apologies but i just feel as if you need to speak to someone that's neutral yeah you know someone that whether they put you with them or someone else they're trying to do what's best for you as a customer yeah is what i would advise so yeah I agree. I completely agree. And yeah, uh, what CK said, I also apologize. We're not trying to eat into every, every, anybody's business. If you're doing your business and it's ethical, like I'm all for it. But like, it's a, I think it's about being real with people. You've got to be yeah, real with people, right? Honest, it's not yeah. about like, you know, um, you got to be real with people and just make sure that they have the information that they have. And if they decide that they want to go with them, fine. So be, I'm all about giving, letting yeah. people have informed Yeah. You're and the, I'm not even the, saying yeah. don't go and see them. Go yeah. and see them. Yeah. Like when, when I've seen people and people have said, oh, but I know I've come to see you as a broker, but my bank said they can offer me this. I'll say to people, go and, like, go and see your bank because you need to make sure whatever deal you get is the best for you. 
So go and see your bank. And if it turns out that the bank offers you something that's extremely and a lot better than what I can offer you, which is rare, by the way, then so be it. <laughs> but if it turns out not, then come back. And, and the thing about mortgage rates is not only are they volatile in the way that they change, but banks bring out new products every day. Mm. So as we sit here, you could have seen me this morning for an appointment. I could have shown you all the rates available on the market. Halifax might release a new product tomorrow. So it's always good to be sort of up to date with what is being offered and what's out there. So I would say see both. Don't completely ignore their broker. Yeah. See their broker. Yeah. But then still see somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. It's important. It's very, very important. I was shop when I when I bought my property, I was shopping around like you have to. with with lots of different people and yeah. make sure that I got the best rate and making sure that I got the money that I wanted as well. I had a I had a specific target yeah. of money and yeah, I eventually found a broker that helped me find the amount that I wanted. Yeah. It was tough, but yeah, yeah. we we made it in the end. Um, okay, so uh, we were talking, we, we, we touched briefly on like interest rates, right? And you are talking about like mortgage rates. Now they've increased, they've increased a lot, I think. I think what's the, the Bank of England base rate, I think is 1.75. They're talking about increasing it again. It's going to be mad. What's your thoughts on that <laughs> right now? And no the impacts way, on... I know what the impacts are on savings account yeah. and that, but on the on property from the property mortgage size, what's what's your thoughts? I just feel like firstly, I feel like the rate going up is a bit of a madness. It, the, the effect, especially in this market where property purchasing is such a popular thing, you know, it's not as if no one's buying properties. Like everybody that you turn to on the road wants to buy a house, especially if you live in London. Everyone, this everyone's talking about it, and. Of course, the increase in that base rate means that lending money becomes more expensive. So in a way, it I wouldn't even say from a mortgage advisor perspective, it doesn't make our job harder, but it makes it harder for the person that's looking to buy. Yeah. Because as well as having a property price or an area you want to live in, you might have a certain monthly budget that you want to spend on your mortgage every month. So if... A couple of months ago, it was going to cost you this much to lend that amount. But now because of the base rate going up, it's going to cost you this. That might completely change your whole financial plan. So that's why, once again, it, it kind of even confirms even further the way you just said that you shopped around. That's why you need to shop around. You know, like even though as someone who's who who's, who was who, who's on the broker side of things, <laughs> and I don't want to be so biased, but if you have strong relationships or I've, I've known people to be maybe premier or um, higher banking customers with their bank and get preferential rates as a really like, yeah so wow these are the times where you need Rich to really get tap into, i'm telling you like this is where you need to really tap into what you can because that interest rate going up it's simply just making borrowing money more expensive which means more so that you have to kind of think about what you're buying that bit more than maybe you had to do before. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the interest rates for like bank accounts, cash ISAs, they're not that great either, to be honest. They're not, man. And even even when and then this is this is <laughs> this is a bit random, but my friend told me the other day that his dad put money in a bank in Nigeria and he got like a seven percent interest what and i thought he was joking seven percent. i said to him bro like, i don't think it was the bank your dad gave that money to you though i feel like it was something else like you know you know how some of the money would just be talking rubbish 
But I funny, he showed me, his dad took a picture, showed me, I said, what's happening 10%. over here? What's happening in Nigeria? Like, <laughs> bro, I don't even want to know, but it's like the fact that our, our answer to making the best of saving for a property <laughs> is the lifetime ISA. And even that rate is mediocre. <laughs> I is, can't lie. It's yeah. below average. It's below it's just, average. The, the bonus that we get is great, but that, yeah. that's the best that we that's have. That's the best that we have. You know, so it's just, oh, it's it's just crazy. Yeah, man. Know, we, yeah. It's a sad life it's in crazy. the UK right tough. now. I don't it's know, man. It's tough, tough out here. It's actually tough out here. Like everything... It's like nothing is going well for us at the moment, man. Like, let's be real. Like, at least, at least if the interest rates were higher, cool. Okay, let the property price at least be we'll lower. Balance it out. Yeah, right? yeah. But the property price are higher, the interest rates are higher. So it's like, okay. You know, you, what, know, what, you know what's funny? Yeah, the fact that remember, I I I came into the mortgage world 2015. Yeah. And one of the big pros that we used to make about selling property. Was that yeah we know I was in the I was in, I'm, I'm from West London area so uh, one bed flat in Ealing four hundred k like that's where it was then and it's only going up now a studio is about four hundred k and I remember uh, my 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 sales manager at the time saying to me oh yeah but you need to just make sure people realize that even though properties are a lot more expensive than they used to be like borrowing has never been so cheap. And honestly, I was giving out mortgages at rates of 1.99%, wow. 1.8%. These are fixed two-year mortgage rates. And that's across the board. Rates were low. I even remember there was a specialist criteria mortgage HSBC had at the time. The rate was 0.99. Like, this is how low these rates were. So even that whole selling point of property prices are expensive, but money... Lending money is the lowest it's ever been in 20 years, mm-hmm. we used to say at the time. But now it's property prices are high. Interest rates are increasing. Yeah. So it just makes, in my opinion, it actually makes buying a property less and less attractive. Yeah. You know? These days, especially here in the UK, like, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I've got my property, but I'm just like, oh, is this where I want to... I might just want to build a house in Nigeria. Let me Bro, be real. Guys, <laughs> you know what I mean? Let me go and relax. Exactly. Need a holiday home somewhere, yeah. right? Um, what about you? So how, how are you feeling? Because you, you're you planning to buy, right, yeah. at some point. They're how how are you feeling soon. about it? Honestly, a lot of my bubbles have been burst this year, <laughs> man. Like, <laughs> like, especially when I saw the rates going up, I was thinking, I planned for this. I've literally planned all of this and the rate going up does slightly change that. You know, because it's like the amounts, when I used that example earlier, the amount that you want to pay on your mortgage, you then start thinking about, right, if I'm going to really be paying a lot for my mortgage, let me at least buy something that has a bit more longevity, you know. So I was looking at a property at a certain budget in a certain area of London, whereas if I took that budget 45 minutes up the road, I could get a bigger house, flat versus house that was the conversation yeah. me and my what me and my mentor were having and he said to me look it's a no-brainer you have to go for the house but in my argument was okay but the flat gives me convenience now in terms of where things are for me now like location, location wise location yeah. wise yeah like it's yeah where my family are what i'm next to transport links and it was it's a bit of a strange one but he said to me look you need to try and think a bit more long term because if you can think long term at least when if things well he said when but I was thinking if things get worse then 
at least your long-term planning can hopefully balance things out which does work sometimes so for me it's like I've I offered on a property last year went to bed one night and I said yeah I'm gonna buy a house soon man I was, I was already planning how me and Amanda were gonna like sit how we're gonna position <laughs> the PlayStation and we're just gonna you know what I mean when there was one day I went to bed I said I'm not happy with this man I feel like I'm buying a property because I can not because I love what I'm buying and the kind of person I am, I want to fall in love with that property. I want to walk in every day, kick off my crops and be like, yeah, <laughs> this is mine. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I wasn't getting that buzz. So I just called the agent and I just said, look, thank you for all your help, but I'm going to stop the process because it's not, it's nice, but it's not what I want. So that's where I am with it now. I'm okay. Wow. As someone who's been in the mortgage game for so long, I'm so chill when it comes to property ownership. I'm still eating rice and stew, mum <laughs> and dad and my slack. Listen, I'm easy, so I'm in no rush, as you can tell. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, honestly, I'm I don't chill. think you need to be in, in, in a rush, bro. I don't think, yeah. I, don't, I think you have to get something that you're yeah. happy with. Yeah, day, I, right? do, I do have regrets sometimes. Well, I don't want to call them regrets, but I do sometimes wish I did things differently because I remember a time before the Elizabeth line when HS2 was just announced. I remember being oh, told, yeah. go and buy in this area, go and buy in that area. And I was just like, yeah, yeah. Well, they say that property's going to go up. And I'm just like, yeah, whatever, bro, man. Like, yeah, cool. And today, everything that I was told has actually come to pass. So sometimes I do wish that I made that plunge, mm. but... I'm a strong believer in everything and everyone has their timing for stuff. So 100. I don't let it eat me up, but it's like sometimes take advantage of the opportunity when it arises. Yeah, man. I mean, there's loads of opportunities, man. Um, I think out there, I don't know if London has got as many opportunities as it. It's just everywhere is crazy, if you man. Want help to buy. If you love help to buy, <laughs> you're living the dream. That's all London has to offer, really. Would you consider outside of London, though? Like proper? Outside of how far are you talking up north? Yeah, like Birmingham. Oh no, man. you know where I've considered? Where I've considered living in Manchester. What that's too far. I love Manchester. Manchester. I, I like Manchester yeah, as an yeah. area, but it's far though. I feel like because my sister lives there, well, okay, my niece lives there as well. Okay, and when did she move out there? Ah, oh, she's she's been out there. My niece is six now, so. She's been out for maybe seven years. Wow, she's li loving yeah, life. So Cheaper, better yeah, standard of living. You know, and once again, that whole property price comparison conversation we're having. You know, I had a, I had a conversation with one of my guys that lives over there. He's taken me to his new house that he just bought. New build, big garage on the side, space for two cars in the drive, big garden, four bed, 360. 360? So when I'm seeing stuff like that, build. I'm just like... I love this London a lot. I love it. But when I hear things like that, I'm just like, Manchester's on, not man. far off though. Manchester's not far off. They are, um, they're, yeah. they're getting serious investment. Yeah, bro. And what serious you will find investment. is that a lot of corporate companies and head offices have actually moved over to Manchester. Yeah. So even on a commercial property and business level, they're realizing that it's cheaper to run their businesses from there. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's something to think about. But would I move there like just tomorrow morning? Nah. <laughs> no, nah, man, you I'm, love London I'm too London much, bro. I don't, I don't think, I don't man. think, I don't think yeah. you can ever, I don't think you can ever leave 
leave London, yeah. man. It's too hard, bro. Not really. Nah, no. yeah, yeah, not really. Yeah. Not really, really. I might, might step one foot out. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta stay, stay grounded. <laughs> yeah, nah, I don't, I don't think I, 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 I know myself. Yeah. If I'm leaving, yeah, London, it's a go abroad. Okay. Okay. Yeah, if I'm leaving, I'm going abroad. I'm not. I'm, Where though? No yeah, I would move. Up. There's only one. I'm looking I'd states. If I'm gonna move, because I might as well, right? Like, what's the point of me? Like, why am I moving to Manchester? Oh, like, it's funny. I was gonna, I was gonna mention it earlier when we were talking about how we're getting treated in this country. But I just thought it's irrelevant. But it's like, I've known quite a few people this year that have actually left the UK, and a lot where? of their answers. Well, one's gone to the states. Okay. One's gone to Canada. Canada was a yeah. list. Canada yeah. is a I don't know. I don't know what's in Canada, but a lot of people from the UK are actually They're paying safer. Oh, oh, there you go then. You know, so and another guy told me that he moved to um Indonesia. Yeah, it's was cheap. Very, yeah, which I thought was very cheap. random. But then when I That's looked random. it up, I was like, there's actually a quite a decent percentage of of Brits, not Brits, but people who come from the United Kingdom that moved there. Yeah. So it's like these things are happening. It's just we don't we don't see the people every day. So hey, like two hundred pound rent. Yeah, like you're living near the beach. Why would you? Why yeah. would you not do that? And even before get the same money these, you're getting here. Yeah, and even before all these energies, um, energy bills, um, stuff started going up. One of the guys said to me, "Now this guy, he moved to um, Dubai. He okay. set up he set up his business in Dubai. There was a big market for it. Now he's there." And he said to me, "Listen, the standard of living. That's the term he keeps on using." Every time he says it, he says the standard of living. So he's no longer just talking about the money, but he's talking about what you get for the money that you have. And I thought as if for a lot of people, that is, that's a big thing, you know, especially when you have children and, you know, it's, it, it changes. It changes your whole perspective. It is, bro. Like, I mean, come on, man. We, we were just talking about a half a mil property. Hmm. That's a, basically a box. True. Mad. That's crazy. Mad. That's crazy to me. And. Mad. You know what I mean? I feel I feel like there's only so much you can justify location and say yeah. location. You can sacrifice, you know, your mental health. You can your standard of living for location. Yeah, I just don't think true. that's. You know what I'm saying? It's I just don't think that's that a deep. fair. Yeah, it's never that deep, like they, you said. They've tried to sell the the transport. I don't know why London loves their transport links. They bang on about this transport link so much. Yes, it's great. We know you can get to West London. <laughs> you can go from where I live in. No fault to Stratford in however we know, but it's not enough to be increasing prices that much. Nah, it's not. It enough. is not enough. Like nowhere near. There's a guy on my road that I did a bit of eavesdropping on his property sale because I wanted to know how much did this guy sell for. When I saw the number, I was gobsmacked. I said, "For this, and even the people that bought it, they're even stripping down the whole property and renovating it." So I'm saying, like, what is actually going on? <laughs> I really don't understand what's what's happening it's just like things are just going up and up and up and it's like i don't know what the limit is now i feel like there's no limit you know i thought i thought there was a limit with london until i saw new york oh, <laughs> and i was yeah. like i was cool. like okay <laughs> well the limit is clearly new york because yeah london's expensive but new york yeah. is another level i think i don't i can't remember it was definitely a couple grand um, the rent they said that the rent now, the average rent in New York in Manhattan is like a couple grand. Definitely higher, or higher. It's going oh, up. It just keeps man. on going up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's mad. Like so, New York is expensive. Uh, New York is expensive. Dubai. I, to be fair, I don't know how expensive Dubai is. Really. Thing is, yeah, Dubai's not that expensive for property, bro. And this one thing I learned about Dubai, like 
Atto knows me. So Atto knows Dubai. That's my house. You love that's, Dubai. That's you should move love. there. You should move there. That place, that, that's, it's on top of my list, bro. Number one. And it's like buying property in Dubai. So for example, argument's sake, I just said to you that you could get a studio flat in Ealing for 450 Yeah. You can get that studio flat in Dubai, GBP equivalent, about 80, 90 grand. In, in actually a very nice area of wow. Dubai as well. And what people forget about the UAE is that people have been to Dubai and they see everything looks nice, looks great. They're not finished. They're still building. If you look at certain places, you'll see like piles of sand where they're still going to build something. From the first <laughs> time I went to Dubai, sand. yeah, like, bro, bare sand. I'm not even joking, bro. <laughs> like, my vapor maxes, I came back with hella sand in my vapor maxes, bro. I'm not even going to lie to you. Even one of my Jordan 1s, the front bit's all, like, yellow, like, there's sand in that country, oh, bro. Man. It's crazy. But it's like, they are still building on what they have. And even in the times that I, I, I went, came back and went back within a year. And there was a lot. And I stayed in the exact same hotel, same place. There was a lot there that wasn't there when I originally went. And that's what made me realize that these guys aren't done. We're enjoying what they have now. But they're not finished with us. Like, they're not. They're not finished, bro. And it's like... That's the thing I noticed about their buying property and stuff. It's not as expensive as London. But because you save your money there, you can spend your money on other things. Yeah. And that's the difference. Their tax also isn't the way ours is. Yeah, it's low. You know, it's Pretty low. much they've got no tax. I think some, I can't remember what. Yeah, it's more like some a kind contribution of or yeah, something like yeah. that. Because I remember I mentioned, I met someone who was, um, who's a, who was a teacher here in the UK, went to Dubai to teach English. 40 grand salary. Now, 40 grand salary here, you're already thinking, oh, I went to uni, so I've got my uni deduction, my NI, my student fund, by the time the pension comes out, I might get X amount. But she gave me the number she's earning. On top of that, they gave her a car. On top of that, they gave her an apartment to live in. So you're not paying rent, you're not paying car finance or anything like that. You're just paying for petrol and you're chopping life. So when that guy I mentioned earlier talked about the standard of living, those are the sort of things that he's talking about. Wow, that's you know? insane. Yeah, there's a lot that we pay for here, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a lot we pay for. Yeah, wow. So if you drive a certain car, you That's what I'm saying. It. We pay so much tax, high interest rates, yeah. high high property. Like, what are we, we getting? Are, <laughs> what are we, we getting? getting it. Like, we're literally getting smokes every day. There's no like... benefit. There's almost no benefits. <laughs> At least with America, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Some of the property prices. It depends, again, where you depends move. Where you can go to somewhere that's well. going to be cheaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Salary's higher. That's that's the equaliser. So you, can afford, you can afford more. Exactly. The, the salary's yeah, higher. Yeah. But in the UK, there is no, there's yeah. no equaliser. It's not like, there's, there's no cheap, cheaper properties, yeah. really, un unless you got up up north yeah and you have to go far up north yeah. high interest rates get taxed a lot salaries not that much National insurance <laughs> everything if you if you went to uni you're getting deducted yeah. so this is why there are there are a few people that are leaving and just saying you know what what's what's actually the point yeah like i might as well be somewhere else yeah you know i know a guy that's recently also moved to dubai to work he's an estate agent and he's just going to go out there for about four years and come back. He's going to get my money up. Yeah, the, listen, he's he's planned it out. <laughs> he's really plotted it out very well, you know, because he knows that on the salary he's getting, he'll make more from his money. He gets to keep more of his money. So it's uh, it's one of those things, really. 
got 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 a ponder, got a ponder for for yeah. Dubai, man. So what what you got planned next? Um, in terms of secret talks, money or any anything, everything. Yeah, listen, I <sighs> I want to branch out a lot, man. Like I, I've I've done a lot in the space that I'm in, and I'm just to give you a bit of a teaser. I'm stepping into spaces that I've never done before. Okay. So the next time people see me posting a lot of content, it'll be things that I've never done. It's very fresh. A lot of it is out of my comfort zone. Okay. Wow. But it's it's going to help and it's going to add to my end goal, which is to share, spread knowledge and bring awareness to things that I believe are important yeah. in relation to finances. You know, so... um. I'm also considering jumping back into the mortgage game. Okay. So that's an exclusive for see. I always give Atold give it the exclusives, boy. Like I'm also considering that as well. Because um I just feel as if I, I miss it, man. Yeah. Like it's been it's been a couple of years now and I still kept in touch with criteria, but sometimes I miss that, you know, client interaction, you know. So uh, I've got that coming up as well. And yeah, like I said, there's some there's some really good stuff coming up, man. I'm looking forward to seeing what's going on. I, I, I know about some of it already, so I can, obviously yeah. I can't say. Um, and I think getting back into the mortgage game would be good. I think it's an interesting time right now. Because yeah. you don't know if the uh, property is going to crash. We've got this 0% yeah. mortgage coming out. There might be other players that might try and copy it, yeah, exactly. you know. And um, I'm really glad you said that because what you always find, and I say always strongly with the mortgage market, is everyone has similar ideas. Everyone, as in the lenders, have similar ideas. But what they're doing is they're waiting for someone else to do it first to see how it goes. Yeah. Once they see it going well, they all do it. Because just one example, when the government got rid of the 95% mortgage guarantee about two years ago now, a lot of lenders said, oh, yeah, that was a government scheme. Government scheme, not interested. There were very few lenders like Accord, Halifax, that said, now that that's gone, we're going to start lending at 95%. Yeah, the criteria is going to be this, but it's an option. Within about three to four months, most of the lenders on the market were offering that product. So this 100% mortgage product, it is possibly, if it goes right, could become the norm again. Yeah. Could, provided that it's done properly. Yeah. But we've seen how it's gone before and we've only ever seen it go one way. Yeah. So I feel like this, that's why everyone's quiet. Yeah, we've got to be careful of yeah. it. Yeah, and most people are quite um, pessimistic. With yeah. They're, they're, they're thinking, but hold on, the last time we had this, look at how we ended up. But I guess it'll then be interesting to see how it does end up and what they do say. Yeah. So... It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting time next yeah, year. Um, have you got any final words for the listeners? Yeah, listen, keep listening to Atto's thing, man. Like Atto, <laughs> a serious guy. Atto knows his stuff. No, I know he's got some great stuff coming as well. So, but yeah, like if you don't follow me already, and you've never heard of my page. Feel free to lock in. If you have any questions about anything else, anything I've said today, feel free to hit me up and drop me a message. I do reply to DMs. I'm not gonna air you like some of these <laughs> Instagram girls. Don't worry, like I've got you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like, on, on a serious note if you have any questions I know sometimes I speak with a lot of like financial jargon and stuff like that so feel free to hit me up and yeah CK Talks Money
That's it. Thank you, bro, man. No, it's been it's been great having you on the Just podcast, man. Thank you for blessing it. It's third time now. Third time. You come to the bless the the listen. Yeah, you got a hat trick this Where's time. Where's that bro. plaque that you said? <laughs> <laughs> Don't like, worry, we'll get it. We'll I'm not gonna bring it. <laughs> Don't worry, we're gonna get, we're gonna get, we'll, we'll allow you to, to have your speech you know. as well at the end as well, man. Yeah. For, and give you the, we'll give you the hat trick ball as well. Jeez, <laughs> sign that one. <laughs> um, thank you, listeners, for listening to this episode of the Takeoff Podcast. And yeah, we'll, we'll see you next week. Peace.